have a non-hiking question. <laughs> okay. Tell me about where you just came from. Yeah, I did the, the Geese College of Business signing event today, right. which was really exciting. Tell me about that, because you did this yourself way back when, right? I picked a major. Yeah, we didn't have a, we didn't have a signing day event like okay. they do now. You um, did not. No, no, but no. back then it was just, I think you checked a box and sent in a form maybe. It was, okay. uh, but it was a big decision. Obviously, you're in school for a couple of years, and you have to pick, I think you have to pick a major by the time you're, you're finished with your sophomore year. Yeah. And uh, they did this for the first time, I think, a year ago right, with with Lovey, with and uh, they asked me to come over this year, and it was it was great. They they come up on the stage, and they uh, they have actually sign a little uh, form that indicates what their major is going to be, and then they have a one of those poll sort of banners, and they sit there and take a picture with uh, uh, their chosen department, and it's uh, it's neat. It's really neat. a long line today, and. Uh, so it's fun to stay connected to the college. Would you have liked to have done something like that back in the day? Oh, sure, absolutely. Yeah, yeah it, it, it really is a big decision. So I, I applaud the dean over there, Jeff Brown, who's become a good friend, and, and the faculty and staff for um, putting something like that together. I think it's a great, a great way for the students to, to uh, celebrate a pretty important decision. Where you are now, what did that mean? Yeah, your school in here, what did they mean to what happened to you afterward? Well, I... Look, my decision to come to the University of Illinois and the education I received here, both as an undergraduate and later as a law student, really have, I think, been the foundation for everything I've been able to do since then. There's no question that uh, whether it's my, my finance degree or my law degree, those are things that I use literally every day. And I just can't imagine uh, being in a position like this one and not having that training and, and the benefit of the education I received here. Josh, what's the biggest thing you took away from the study? I, I think it's it's a, a couple things. One, uh, this idea that hockey could be incredibly successful here at the University of Illinois. I think we all suspected that, but to have an objective party come in and evaluate it and confirm that suspicion. Uh, and then also the digging into the numbers, understanding uh, a little better what some of that would look like in terms of uh, not just the, the expense side, but also the potential revenue side uh, was helpful to, to, to be able to uh, again, see in, in writing what, what those two elements look like. Did it show you what you would expected to learn? More or less. I, I don't know that there were any particular surprises in the report, uh, but it was, again, it was nice to, to have a third party come in and, and verify some of the things that we suspected, uh, and, but, uh, but to see, have them go through the process that they did, that they did and, uh, and reach the same conclusions that we had uh, was, was a good reinforcement of the work that we've done here over the last almost year now. In its simplest form, Josh, is this just we need some money to make this happen for you guys? Uh, that's in, in its simplest form, probably. Uh, certainly it's a, it's a very ambitious project, a very expensive project, uh, trying to get something like this off the ground with the new arena. Uh, it, it is. It, it's a big number out there, and so we're working hard to try and generate the support that's necessary to uh, to get the project lifted off the ground. The Penn State number obviously is about out there, $88 million for that facility, but what is a base number that uh, you'd be okay with to get this started, to get the ball rolling for this? People have asked us that, and I, I don't know that we've put out there a firm number on, on what it has to be. Uh, certainly it's in the tens of millions of dollars. Uh, I think it's probably north of $50 million. Um, where you get into some gray areas, if we're able to raise $45 million, are we going to walk away from it? I, I don't know. Um, but it, it's, it's a big number. It certainly is, as I said, probably one of the more ambitious projects we've ever undertaken. 
Um, so I, I'd say it's north of 50. I think it's probably a little lower than what Penn State had raised. Um, but it's, um, it's been exciting to be out and, and talk to people about the project. Uh, I, I think that people understand what the, what the opportunity is, and they're, they're excited about uh, what hockey could look like here at the University of Illinois and about what the benefits of that program would be, but also the, the benefits of a new facility for volleyball, for wrestling, for gymnastics. Uh, would be for those programs and also for our community. You're already raising a lot of money for several other projects. How tough is that landscape now to ask people for more? Well, we're not asking the same people for more. We, we, uh, one of the fun parts about being a, a fundraiser is trying to match people with opportunities, and so you take a lot of time to build those relationships, understand what gets people excited. And uh, One person may make a lot of sense for the football project. Another person may make a lot of sense uh, for the for the soccer and track project, and somebody else might make a lot of sense for the hockey project, and so um, that's one of the the fun parts about our job is to really dive into those relationships, understand what gets people excited, and then try and have enough different opportunities available so that you can match something in our menu, if you will, with uh, with what their passion is. I mean, I won't may ask you to name names unless you want to. I won't stop you. But have you had people that may reach out to you and say, if you look at hockey, that I'm on board. Sure, yeah. We, we've been working pretty aggressively here since we made the announcement last summer. We've had a lot of meetings uh, with a variety of potential donors to the project. Uh, we're continuing to build those relationships. Uh, it would be premature at this point to, like you said, to name names, but uh, we feel good uh, about the, the enthusiasm that, is, that has existed out there. I think one of the things that excites me about this project is it allows us to approach people on a number of different levels. And so you have your, what I would call your traditional athletic program donor, someone who's excited about the University of Illinois, about fighting Illini athletics. Uh, but then you also uh, have uh, donors who are potentially just very passionate about the sport of hockey. They want to see it grow uh, in our state. Uh, they may not have a direct connection to our university, but they care a lot about the sport and they want to see new opportunities populate, especially to here in the downstate area. Uh, and then the third group are people who care a lot about Champaign-Urbana and, and who understand uh, what this new arena uh, could mean for our community, and uh, in particular now with uh, our, our focus on the downtown area. What's the process right, like right now with the potential donors you've had discussions with? Are you just kind of getting a spreadsheet out and totaling up what people might be willing to commit and seeing when you reach that number and, and knowing those people aren't fully committed until you guys get off the ground? It, it's not a, really an entirely different process than we go through with any of our other projects. We certainly have our lists. We talk to people. Uh, we're in ongoing communication with a number of different folks who have expressed a, a willingness to learn more about the project. Uh, at some point, we hope to try and bring some of that around and, and get a firmer sense of, uh, of what it all looks like if we're able to put it together. Uh, I think we're, we're hoping to do that in the months ahead. Uh, but right now, it's, again, because it is a little bit of a different approach, uh, project. We're, we're talking to some people we've never talked to before. And so, uh, especially when you think about what we've, we've kind of called hockey enthusiasts, people who are really passionate about the sport, many of these folks are, are new faces for us, people we've never had the, the privilege of, of meeting before. And so we're in the process of uh, sitting down and getting to know them a bit, letting them learn a little bit more about us and uh, why we think hockey could be so successful here. Why the downtown uh, location? Why is that better than just across the street here? Uh, there's a lot of things about the downtown that have us excited. Uh, really like the idea of stepping outside our 
what I would call our customary campus bubble here. It, it extends our university into the community in a way that I think we, we haven't often done. Uh, certainly hockey uh, brings some unique opportunities. In college hockey, most of the games are played on Friday and, and Saturday nights. Lends itself to a particularly social experience and many of the amenities that are downtown, certainly with the restaurants, the bars, the, the hotels, having all those in, in such close proximity to the arena, uh, we think helps to augment the atmosphere and uh, make it a more appealing location for, for our students and for our fans. Uh, you're also seeing now our, our student population starting to migrate a bit north, and so you're seeing more and more of them start to, uh, to settle into the Green Street area and even north of Green Street. And so the proximity to the downtown location for them uh, is, uh, is I, I think, particularly good. Uh, and then you also have the, the Mass Transit District has been a partner in this development, uh, so the location and access to the bus station is, is convenient. Um, there's a lot of things about it. We, we like the idea in order to make the facility financially viable. Uh, we'll have to be looking outside to try and bring other activities into the building. Um, so that might be youth hockey tournaments, could be youth wrestling, youth volleyball, youth basketball. Uh, and it's, it's a very competitive landscape to try and go out and, and attract those kinds of activities into our community. And if you're able to put it in a downtown location like we have uh, with the hotels and all those other amenities there, they kind of park their car and, uh, and then they don't have to get back into it until after their weekend's over. And so we think it allows us um, increased opportunities to generate revenue through the building that will be, uh, will be important as we go forward. You mentioned a few other sports as well, like volleyball, gymnastics, and, and wrestling. How important has the success of those programs in recent years been towards potentially, uh, you know, kind of heading into this project? Yeah, very important. Certainly that, that has been one of the biggest uh, hooks for me into this whole project is the idea that we can um, improve the situation for these other sport programs that, that need it. Uh, I, I love Huff Hall, but it has some limitations, and uh, we need to try and, and develop a solution to put those programs in, into a better situation as we go forward. And, and they have. They've had unbelievable success. They've uh, done a lot of things in, in the face of some challenging circumstances that Huff presents. And if we can use hockey as a lever to try and uh, put those sports into a better situation, then we would, uh, we'd be foolish not to explore that. Of the, the two case studies uh, in the report, would you see maybe Illinois on more of uh, the Penn State path where get everything done and then start, or maybe what Arizona State did? And uh, they're, they're still playing in their old arena, but have plans in place for uh, a pretty like, big facility up there. They do, yeah. I, I hope more in the vein of Penn State. I mean, it'd be nice to, to try and put it all together as we go, um, and, and that would be the, the idea. Um, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see how this thing unfolds. Uh, it'd be nice to, to develop a new arena and the, pro, the, the program at the same time so that we could roll into both of them on the same time schedule. Um, but, uh, but a lot of that has, to, has yet to be determined. Now that this is done, do you have a time frame in your mind, a goal where you say by 2020, I'd love to see us have hockey? Sure. How does that work in your brain, Jeff? I do have some timelines in my mind, nothing that I might want to share. I, I, I think that uh, certainly we recognize that this is a big decision. Uh, we're working as aggressively as we can to, uh, to, to make sure that we make the, the right choice. Uh, there's a number of things that we've kind of put together behind this one in terms of our, our decisions we're making internally for the athletic program. If, if 
this doesn't happen, for example, we have to come up with solutions for volleyball and wrestling and men's and women's gymnastics. And so uh, there's, there's some urgency to, to what we're doing, but we also don't want to sacrifice quality for speed. And so we want to be sure that we're making the right, the right choice. Um, so we're, we're going to do our, our due diligence, continue down the path. And uh, once we do make the decision, I think it's probably a, a two to three year time frame to, to get the program off the ground if, in fact, that is the, the choice that we make. Do you have a timeline on that decision? Like when you guys will process all this information? I'm sure you are ongoing, but... Yeah, I, I hesitate to give you anything too firm. I, I don't want to paint us in a corner or create any any sense of expectation, but uh, certainly, like I said, we, we don't intend to spin our wheels on this for years and years, and we understand that there's some things that are that are waiting on this decision to, to, to uh, materialize one way or the other, and so uh, we'll reach uh, a decision as quickly as we can, and I look forward to sharing it with everybody once we have it. Josh, do you have any uh, direct relationship with the city on this, and what is their input? Uh, we don't, no. The, the, the developer, Hans Grandolution, has been a great partner of ours, has been uh, communicating with us regularly, and, and he's been in contact with the city. So I guess maybe with that your relationship, uh, the other Big Ten programs own their arena, how would that work if you're working with someone with a bigger kind of facility in mind? That's one of the things that is yet to be determined. Uh, as of now, I, I think it's unlikely that we would own the land or own the facility. It probably would be more of a lease relationship. It's a, uh, we're exploring some different public-private partnership options that exist out there. I think it's, uh, as, as you start to look at some of these more ambitious uh, building projects, it's more of a more, it's more, a more cost-effective way to end a little bit of a non-traditional approach. So. Uh, we'll see. Uh, we're still working through some of those details, both uh, with Hans and his group and, and the, the university of what that would look like. Uh, but that's part of uh, the, the rationale for uh, making a decision on the site. It allows us to get more specific uh, now in, in some of that. We've been walking really down parallel paths for a, for a number of months now, and this allows us to, to really focus our attention on, on one uh, one plan and, and really get into the weeds on what that plan ultimately will look like. Like um, I think Penn State started maybe at the state of the club level, I believe, and then before they get the conference as they grew into the arena. Or do you plan on start state at the club level if you decide to get this going and then move into the arena, or how, how do you plan to do that? There would have to be a transition plan. There's no question. Anytime you build a, a program from scratch, you have to put a plan in place to get your staff hired, start to onboard student athletes. You don't just have one crop of 18 freshmen you need to be sure that you have some diversity on your on your roster and uh, so we'll put a plan in place I don't know how that will interact with with the club program uh, but I, I do know that many schools are able to sponsor successfully both a, a intercollegiate team and a club pro program at the same time um, so we'll just we'll see how that all uh, shakes its way out as well and then move into the conference once you get going officially? I, I think so. Uh, you certainly, I, I know at Penn State, I think they did a one season as an, as an independent Division One, and then transitioned into the Big Ten their second year. Uh, I could see us adopting a similar timeline, and I think it makes a lot of sense for a variety of reasons.